let's crack open a beer and share some thoughts. Welcome to another Opinions on Films, where um, this this time we've gone all seasonal with, with hopefully just our film choice. With arguably the best Christmas film ever. The the best Christmas film. Ever. I think I think I think we've established that previously. Yeah, ab- absolutely. So we're watching um watching Die Hard. Yep. Which is a classic of its of its time. The original. The 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 original action blockbuster. From almost thirty years ago now. Nineteen eighty eight. July nineteen eighty eight it was released. Who'd have thought? I know. It's like this is a old film. Yeah. So and as always we're gonna be um Drinking beer while, while watching the, the film. Well, again, beer, film, Christmas, all goes together, it's, doesn't it's it? All, it's all perfect. So, beer's again supplied by Beer Merchants. Yeah, so thank you very much, guys. Absolutely. Box is still available online. There'll be a link in the show notes if you want to get hold of this box and drink along to the film with us. Um, so, let's, let's get into this first one. Cheers. Cheers. Oh. You could wear guns on planes in the eighties. You could, yeah. But it's all right. It's a cop. Yeah, it's fine. Apparently, it's still allowed. But he just said it. Yeah. No proof. And just there was it. um, we were also talking all over the bit where he was telling him about how he should take his socks off when he gets to his destination to scrunch his feet into the carpet as as a way of relaxing himself after the flight, <laughs> which which becomes quite a relevant point later on. Yes. As always. Spoilers all the way throughout this. We're, we're expecting that people have seen Die Hard. And if you haven't, why? Well, yeah, why haven't you? Yeah, that absolutely. would just be strange Yeah, from where I am. And, and he's smoking in the airport as well. Yeah, so there's, I mean, there's a lot of real stuff of its time in this, yeah. isn't there? Oh, it's definitely an 80s film. Yeah. It is set in the 80s. It doesn't try to be anything else. Yeah. But, um, so the, the first beer then, Steve, what, what, what's your initial thoughts on it before I tell everyone what we're drinking? Um, it's got a really interesting nose to it. It's almost like um, there's like some dark berries going on in there. I'm finding it a bit bready on the nose, almost. I'm going sort of getting bit of sweetness, bit of honey sweetness. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's the, the nose is really nice. The, the, considering that the beer is a farmhouse farmhouse owl. Yes. So we have a uh, hop hand fallacy. From Lost and Grounded, so uh, you can probably picture the bottle. It's a fairly, fairly similar uh, type of scene as they normally have with the hill and, and some stuff going on in the middle. And we've got it uh, farmhouse ale, as you say, and it's a 4.4%. Um, contains orange peel, coriander, and oats, and as well as the other usual ingredients. Okay. I've got to say, I'm I'm really enjoying it. It's not too bad. I mean, it's, I mean, again, I, I don't think it screams farmhouse ale, does it? No, it's there's enough of it in there to that you'd be able to maybe have a guess at the styling on it, but I don't think it's it's not overly funky. It's a very um, it's a very clean version of it. Yeah, it's not a dirty farmhouse ale. No, to point of no. phrase. But then this is what Lost and Grounded are becoming known for: are producing really clean crisp beers yeah. across all their styles yeah I'd, I'd agree with that um, we've, we've had a few before and um, I've, I've certainly picked up 
their beers. I'd love to go and visit their their bar. Well, maybe we can include that on uh, the Crimbo Crawl next year because I, I think we we have some tentative plans to. Was Bristol? No, did Bristol get awarded Bristol. the 2019? 2018. 2018. Yeah, oh, yeah it's only 2017. <laughs> yeah, you're jumping jumping ahead of yourself there. So it's maybe a slight spoiler for next year's Crimbo Crawl in, in there as well. Well, by the time people are listening to this, we'll probably have mentioned it again after this year's Crimbo Crawl. Yeah, I imagine so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we've got Holly on the screen chatting to the housekeeper who's looking after the kids. So at Christmas time, they've abandoned the kids. Yeah, because this is set on Christmas Eve. Yeah. As, as well. But they get the housekeeper. On Christmas Eve. Rather yeah. than mum and dad. Yeah. Well, mum and dad are... Es- separated. Estranged, yes. isn't it? Yeah, living on living on separate coasts in America. Yeah. Oh, there's a debate that we could have segued into about East and West Coast. I'm not sure it would have been as relevant <laughs> in 1988 as it is now. Yeah. And there's Bruce with a, almost a full head of hair. Well, yeah. And of course, this being um, Bruce Willis's first big role yeah. as well, because prior to this, he was known only for Moonlighting. Yeah, did you used to watch that? I did actually. I was I was a big Moonlighting fan. I I, I think it was just when they the the latter some of the latter some of the latter episodes I didn't like, but I liked it when they were actually like the detective agency. Yeah, when they were actually properly doing it, and there was that tension between them to the two of them. And then it shifted more to because they eventually got together, didn't yeah. They? And it then became more about their relationship. They never, I, I don't. People, it's a bit like uh, it happened in Frasier, didn't it? When you got uh, Miles together with Daphne, they, they're never quite sure how to then write that the funny bits for them. Yeah, because because all the fun is in the interactions when they're not together. That exactly. uncomfortableness. And, yeah. yeah. But by all accounts, he um, filmed this during because there was a there was a period of time where Sybil Shepherd fell pregnant and and she was off um essentially off work for 11 weeks and and they filmed this during that 11 week break to 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 allow it not to interfere with other schedules oh so he was still literally moonlighting he at was, the time yeah absolutely yeah and also not the first choice for the role either now, you see, that I didn't know. No. Because no, on our other films, there have been these sort of revelations, which I sort of knew about. Yeah. But, so who was up for this role then? Okay, Arnie. Okay. Sly. Okay. Uh, Burt Reynolds. Not, <laughs> not picturing that one. Richard Gere. Not picturing Richard Gere. And Harrison Ford. Okay, I can get Harrison Ford. I, I'm not sure. I don't, I don't see those last three, but... The first two, Arnie action film, 80s. yeah. yeah. They're going to be right out there, aren't they? I mean, this is where he's a little bit different, isn't he? Because, you know, he's not built like those first two names you mentioned. No, he's not. And I think, I think the phrase that is, is used in, in this sorts of, of instance is that he's an everyman. So he's, he's somebody that you can actually relate to. Like so, I say, he's, yeah. not, he's not this huge, bolt-up monster. No. He's, he's literally a fella that you could see walking along the street. Yes, So presumably this is his first visit to the Nakatomi Tower. It is indeed, yes, to, to, to see his wife. Still, I mean, although she didn't come to meet him at the uh, at the airport, I'd be quite happy with a chauffeur-driven limo. Yeah? That'd be all right for me. I've never had a chauffeur-driven limo. 
And obviously with the you know the part player Argyle driving it as well. Yeah. It becomes a little bit more relevant as the film comes on. Yeah, goes goes along. Yeah, we we, we he he's uh, he doesn't just drop him off and disappear, does he? No. So the building that they're using here as well, so the Nakatomi um, building is is actually the um, it was the newly finished headquarters of 20th Century Fox. So they actually allowed them to to film in their new building. Oh, okay. It's a very big building for huge, a film company, isn't it? Yeah. But I suppose they've got lots of different divisions, haven't they? I mean, I, you just think of them as making a film, but lots of component parts go into that, I suppose. Well, we were watching because we watched some of the featurettes beforehand, and they were saying about the, the some of the scenes with the gunfire. They had to um, go downstairs and apologise to the lawyers when they were filming Making all it. the noise. Yeah. Oh, oh! Did we? Have, I didn't know we had touchscreen technology in, in, the late, in, in the late eighties. He's signing himself in, isn't he? No, he's looking for his wife ah. under his surname, and she's ah. not there. So he's have to look under Gennaro then. Yes, and there she is. <laughs> not happy about that, yeah. is he? Yeah, he, he he wanted to swear there, didn't he? <laughs> oh yeah. So <laughs> right, there's plenty of time for that. <laughs> <laughs> and boy does he make up for it as the film goes That's along true. it's probably one of the main reasons the film got an 18 uh, it's probably yeah. just as much the swearing as the shooting because at the time the shoot ups this was that was standard for 80s films yeah so shoot them up that was that was in and I'm not sure all the, all the sly films and uh, who else did you mention again Arnie Arnie films were 18s so I think I think Commando was and I think Rambo was as well the original Rambo was, I think, sequels, sequels were 15. Dropped down to 15s, didn't they? But, but I, you, I reckon a lot of this was down to the swearing. If, if you, Well, the swearing and also there's some scenes of some uh, some mild recreational drug use at, at the party. And and sexual... Yes, sexual behaviour in yes. one of the offices. Yeah. Because um, this is what happened in all offices in the 80s. Apparently so, yeah. This is a, 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 a debaucherous party. As, as the yeah. evening wears on where the owner is there and still everyone's been and it's still divulged. fine yeah yeah but it's, it's interesting talking about the 18 certificate you don't actually see a lot of 18s on films these days no I mean there was a big deal made when um, Daniel Craig's first Bond came out as a 15 wasn't it yeah because I mean the previous only one to that was Licence to Kill and that was back in the 80s and that was a 15 and that was unusual for Bond films yeah but um, yeah, I, I, oh, maybe there are. I mean, I think the the real uh, slasher type horror films. I think they probably still pick up eighteens. I think they're the only ones though, because I think you know, even even the likes of Deadpool, that was a fifteen, and and that was full of language and sexual references and violence and all sorts. Mm. Bruce, not so impressed being kissed by a bloke there then. No. <laughs> <laughs> New York cop in LA in the eighties. Not, not happy about that. <laughs> oh, so it wasn't even the wife that sorted out the show for Driven Limo. No, it was, it's the wife's boss. It's the wife's boss yeah. that sorted that out. Huh? <laughs> 
Now, this is the type of bloke who's just pictured as being that wise ass, full of everything. Yeah. Guy 80s. who worked in corporate. Yeah. In the eighties. Just finished doing a line of coke on his wife's desk. Yeah. <laughs> he obviously doesn't have his own office to do that then. No. And that's it, he's laughing at the boss's joke because he's, on, he's high and thinks it's a good idea. <laughs> Awkward. Yeah. Mm. Is it, surely she, she was expecting him. Doesn't feel like it, does it? No. Oh, that wasn't very loving. But the boss knew he was coming because he sent a car to pick him up. Yeah. So. But then when she spoke to the the housekeeper, she then slammed his picture down. Oh, uh, yeah. Maybe, well, maybe she was expecting him to go straight to the house. Oh, that was almost a smile. That was almost, almost a smile yeah. from the wife. Don't like Ellis, though. Ellis is a bit of a... It's a bit of a tit. He is, isn't he? He's the sort of... And I'm sure there are people like him, which is why it's portrayed, but that's the sort of thing that a lot of people still have impressions of these days of people who work in corporate. Yeah. Bruce in a vest. How did we know this was going to become so iconic? Indeed. (laughs) (laughs) Because I think they were quite worried about the... Bruce playing this role when when they released it because the original cinematic posters didn't have his image on it no. at, at all. It was just the, the the building. Yeah, and it was only subsequent re-releases of DVDs and videos. Well, but they've things. inserted his picture on it. Yeah, because obviously it was he was a massive overnight success with it. Oh, he's been invited over for Christmas. Surely that was the plan, though. No, that doesn't appear to be. Oh. Oh, and someone's just come in to have sex in the, <laughs> in the bathroom as well. It's, it's like everyone does it, everything in her office. Well, she's, they've gone to the bathroom bit, haven't they? No, or? this is still in her office. She's oh, got a bathroom in her office. Oh, she's her got office. an ensuite. Yeah. An she's office with an ensuite. Pretty sure the, the, the door said she was assistant director to the MD. And so far, we've seen a fella doing a line of coke on her desk. Yeah. And a couple just burst into, no doubt, have sex on her yeah. desk as well. Usually, maybe subsequent events prevented this, but usually there'd be some sort of HR issue going on here. I, I, I think so. <laughs> Massively, yeah. How's the beer going? I've almost finished it. Yeah. It's very easy. I mean, Lost and Grounded do know what they're doing, let's face it. Yeah. Um, and I think, it, I wouldn't call, maybe the word safe isn't the right word, but I think they make their beers very accessible. I think that's a great shout. And I think that I think there's nothing wrong with that because there's plenty of people doing the big and bold beers and sometimes you just need consistent and accessibility. Yeah. And this, this everything I've had from Lost and Grounded would tick that box at the moment. I've, I've not had a bad beer from them or a beer that I haven't enjoyed and obviously they don't always style wise they don't always do the sorts of beers that I necessarily would go for 
but I've always enjoyed the beers that I've drunk from mm. But style-wise, you would probably, if you saw a farmhouse ale, you probably wouldn't go for it. But if, again, if you saw a style that you weren't that you would you would normally hit, but it's from Lost and Grounded, you may think twice because you think actually they may yeah. they may nail it for me. Because the brand is, you know, that the brand the brewery is so strong. Exactly in terms of what they've achieved. Yeah. A delivery on Christmas Eve. Yeah. What could this be? Who knows? Something suspicious going on here, isn't there? It's got to be, but it's okay. The security guard's got it all under control. Yeah. One security. Oh, no, there was another one, wasn't there? Down by the elevators. Oh, right, okay. Picking his nails or something, whatever he was doing. Oh, this would, but this, he didn't, there's a bloke coming towards the door. He does not look like he belongs in this place. Oh no, hanging around there. No, straight in. Not even trying to not even trying to get it through. On false pretenses, they just shot the bloke. Yep. They've obviously done their research. Yep. No talking. Okay, so the guy the the the, the blonde head guy was a shooter, and this is the tech guy. Yes, this is and, and he becomes more and more important as the the takeover continues. Yes. Oh yeah, there's the other security. Yeah, he's not going to frighten anyone, is he? No. A little like chocolate Oreo. Hockey puck. An exploding hockey puck. Yeah. Right, are you ready for uh, beer number two, Steve? Um, nearly. I shall. I shall open it while you're on the nearly. That bloke does look like Huey Lewis, doesn't he? <laughs> he does. Yeah. <laughs> it's not though, but he, no. he does have a, have a remarkable likeness to Huey Lewis. So we've, we've now got a band of um, what look like some quite nasty guys yes. come out of the back of the lorry. Led by Alan Rickman. Yes. Who I think I first saw in the film was in Robin Hood. Yeah, but again, much like Bruce, this was his first um, cinematic debut. Yeah. He'd done loads of theatre, hadn't he? Yeah. And he was quite a punk, wasn't he, at the, at the time for the directors because he had only done theatre. Yes, I imagine it would be because they wouldn't have really had so much to go on. It's hard to picture for me, Alan Rickman is anyone other than Snake these days. I know he's, you know, sadly no longer with us, but yeah. I see him as Snake because I've watched the Harry Potter film so many times. Agree, but I, I think maybe this is one of his more iconic roles. Oh, definitely. As, as the could be argued the nice guy terrorist definitely one of the definitely one of the politest because there are some moments a bit later on where he, he shows maybe a bit of a softer side yeah or maybe a bit of compassion yeah oh so they've now got new security guard the one who looks like Huey Lewis <laughs> so they've, they've covered that side off this is very meticulous so far yeah and in and what's got to be said, one of the most um, efficient takeovers that you've possibly ever seen in a in in, in like a movie of this sort. They're, oh. they're in. They know exactly where they're going. Every one of them's got their own role. Oh yeah, they to, go off. to play as well. Yeah, it's a bit like the German German national team. Yeah, totally efficient. Look, they're in wires. 
that straight away knows which ones. And now I've got Johnny's taking his shoes and socks off. Yeah, that was trying the thing that the fella told him on the plane. Yeah, that probably should have shoes on. Yeah, you'd think, wouldn't you? Have shoes on. It's a party. Put your shoes back on. No, it's, it's all right though because he's in Holly's office, and that's anyone can do anything in there. It well, yeah, that's true. If you can get drugs out and whatever else might have come out, if they hadn't been interrupted, then uh, feet are fine. <laughs> anyway, cheers for the second beer, mate. Cheers. Oh, that's nice. It is, isn't it? Augustina Hells. Yeah. Lager beer. Classic, isn't it? This yeah. is a, an absolute classic of the style. Yeah, I've had this a few times. Definitely, I had it, had it quite a few of these when I was in Munich the year before last. And really enjoyed it. Really enjoyed it. A lot of people suggest this is kind of, you know, possibly the best in class in terms of this style of beer. And... Um... I, I, I would agree with that. I, I think it is. I think... It's it's got a nice little flavour to it. It feels like it's got you know just a little. You get a little bit of the malt coming through. There's a bit of sweetness on yeah. there. It's not overly gassy. Just nice decent carbonation. Sort of like a finger full of head in our glasses. I've it, and having this um, if you're in Munich when it's some nice weather, you can definitely sink a few of these at five point two percent as well mm. without it being too dangerous. So yeah, for me, I'd say that yeah, it's when you get this, you feel yeah, I've got a Munich beer now. I've got a hell. It's, uh, it's good. It's, it is very good beer. I'd say I, I don't think I can disagree with anything you've said there. It's like you, you know, it's got that kind of slightly floral, herbal nose to it. Herbal's a good shout. Um, Herbal's a good shout. And, but and it's not a lovely dryness. But it's um, the floral type of herbs rather yeah. than the uh, spicy type of herbs. Okay. Well, I think they've realised there's a problem there. Yes. Yeah. So um, a lot of gunfire. Lots of gunfire and, and Bruce is still in the bathroom. Oh, hello. Bit of nudity. Yep, there's the, the couple found another found another office. Office to get it get it on. There's a lot of lot of eighties long hair and ponytails from the bad guys, isn't there? Leather jackets. Yeah. There's a, there's a couple of quality mullets in this as well, I think. Yes. But that's that's enabled John to get out and he's off. Thanks to that young couple. Yeah. Well, actually, no. not so young. No, they, they just had a spare moment, didn't they? <laughs> exactly. The youth, yeah. youth was irrelevant. <laughs> it's not feeling so great after his line of coke now, is he? <laughs> yes, it's just slightly <laughs> elevating everything that's going on there, isn't it, for him? <laughs> Now, this scene's interesting because he, John's now up on a an, another floor and it looks like a building site. Yeah. Apparently, this was genuinely a building site. So the building was still being built at the time that they filmed this. So so this particular floor was as, as was being built and they just went up and used it. That's handy. It's almost like having a, uh, a stage set ready, ready yeah. built. Is he holding a Filofax? I think he might be. 
Hans Gruber is holding a filofax. Classic 80s <laughs> reference. Then anybody listening that don't know what a filofax is, it's <laughs> basically like a smartphone. <laughs> <laughs> it was just slightly more bulky, unless you include your smartphone and your battery. Yeah, and, and you had to have a leather-bound version. Oh, yeah, you had to get a, a new outer for it. Yeah. Okay, so we're looking for boss man now. Yeah. He clearly knows who he is because he's done his research here. Yes, he's not just asking randomly, is he? Yeah. Yeah, he's listing his scholarships. Yeah. When he was born. His picture would have been in a yearbook somewhere, surely. Yeah. I think he's going to spot him pretty soon. Yeah. Because I think 1988 was kind of still just at the dawn of the internet, wasn't it? So there wouldn't have been like, he wouldn't have been able to have Google searched him, would he? No, no. I mean, yeah. So when did the internet officially get born? That guy was using it, what, early to mid 80s. That English guy, wasn't it? Who started it off. But as as a tool for everyone, no. But you would have had glossy publications for whatever the company yeah. was. So we've still got John exploring the building. That's a lot of floors, though. Yeah, it is, yeah. So what's he looking and, for? Is he why, looking for a phone? Yeah, but why go up? Wouldn't your natural instinct be to go down and try and get out? Yeah, that's true. Do you know what? I'd never thought about it. It's a good point. Why did he not go downstairs? Yeah. Why? Why is he still running upstairs? I suppose. I suppose on on the upside though, he's actually he's not trying to engage. He's just wanting to find a phone, isn't he? Yeah. Because there's a well. There's, has he got a mobile? Did it? Did Argyle give him a cell phone? No, there were there were no mobiles in oh, 1988, mate. No, no, we did have some, but they just weren't mobile. They were bricks, weren't yeah. they? Yeah, you'd have to have a backpack. Our guy has got a car phone, though, because he gave him his cell phone, car phone number, didn't he? He did, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, you're screwed already. In the 80s, it was harder to beat the bad guys. You didn't have a mobile phone. You just had to rely on pure brains and brawn. And then you had to go and find a landline. And they've cut all the landlines, yeah. which we saw earlier on. So he's screwed at the moment. No, I don't think it's about the projects in Indonesia. It's not at all, is it? It's about something else. He's very well read, isn't he? He is, yeah. He's clearly done his research he's, coming he, into this. He's read, he's read his article in Forbes. Oh, I love the computer screen coming up now. <laughs> it's just green on yeah. black. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah, he's trying to argue. 
He is, and this this is where maybe you first start to begin to get a little bit feeling of uh, the Nakatomi Corporation might not be as as clean as maybe they're made out. Because he's talking about not being able to blackmail the executives in the yeah. morning. Why, why do you need to blackmail them? Yeah. You're executives, you run a company. Six hundred and forty million bearer bonds. That sounds like a lot. That that's a lot of money to be holding in a in one corporate. vault in one building. And why is there a vault locked behind what is it, six or seven layers of protection? Yeah. On the thirty second floor of a building in America. Because they seem to build I mean, judging by the little mod scale model they've got, they build stuff. Yeah. So why do you need that many bearer bonds? You'd be still transferring money electronically. So I'm, I'm, a bearer bond still used now. You st- I think you can still get them. And you can still have drafts made to order. And, but they're just essentially cash, aren't they? That yeah. you don't have to if sign. You, basically, it's a bearer bond. If you hold it, it's yours. You can take it into any bank and cash it in. Cash it in, yeah. Much the same as it says on your your notes to the bearer pay the sum of. Oh, okay. It's words to that effect. Never realised that. I think Hans might be losing patience soon. He's not looking happy, is he? No. Oh. There's a bit of a sweat going on here by the... Uh, by the boss. I didn't realise we changed the bullet, bullet game through his head. Yeah. Maybe maybe that's what contributed to its 18 <laughs> relate, rating. <laughs> they didn't watch the rest of the film. They're just 18. Yeah. <laughs> so, so far in what, the opening 20 minutes, we've seen literally sex, drugs, and a, a bullet going yeah. through somebody's head. Well, to be fair, it means the censors could stop watching. Yeah, yeah, we're done there. Yeah, it's an 18. It's an 18. There's a lot of uh, attitude going on with some of these yeah. terrorists, though, isn't there? Yeah. They must be feeling fairly confident, because that bloke has just sat beside the Japanese boss who got shot in the head. Yeah, and hasn't flinched. Yeah, and he's just, and then he's given a, a bit of a, a quick one-liner yeah. to the guy who shot someone. I'm fairly certain Hans will happily shoot one of his own if he has to. I would imagine so. <laughs> So we've got a classic 80s mullet there on this fella, look. Oh, look at that. Oh, that's more than a mullet. That's like a nice head of perm. I was going to say, that's a bit of a perm going on. Full on on perm. That's perm more than mullet, isn't it? You you must have been at school when perms were big. Yeah. Perms on boys. Yeah. Yeah. I remember my mate turning up with one one day and he got ridiculed. (laughs) As, 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 you know, as you do it at school. (laughs) As you should have done. 
I mean, by that time, I'd managed to persuade my mum and dad that I could go and pay for my own hair to be cut by that point. <laughs> that you didn't want the perm. I didn't want a perm or a bowl. <laughs> just, we need to see you with a head of perm hair, mate. <laughs> I'm, sure someone, I'm sure someone could create that on Snapchat. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. So, but they, they, they haven't, them and Bruce haven't come into contact, have they? Not yet. They're so still we, they don't avoiding know the each others, other. That, you know. They don't know about Bruce, but Bruce knows about them. Yeah. Is where we're at at the moment, isn't it? Well, we just had the scene where he hit his head on the table and they went looking. Oh, yeah, he yeah. managed to hide himself. Yeah. That seems like Hans has got a plan. Yeah. Hans has got lots of plans. So this is where we get a bit of the start of uh, Bruce Willis and this carries on through the films him sort of talking to himself isn't it yeah. out loud if it was in a, cart- a cart- comic book it'd be that little bubble with the little like a little cloud wouldn't it a think bubble yeah. yeah yeah. so we get him narrating to us effectively don't we yeah I think there's some question of whether he's whether there's an intentional breaking of the fourth wall in, in this where is he actually talking to us as the audience or is he narrating it to himself? So I've never seen it as talking to the audience because I I'm actually really not a lover of breaking the fourth fourth wall. Are you not? Because otherwise you lose the film for me. It stops being a film. Yeah. Because then once you're talking to me, it's real. So it's no longer a film. You've lost that suspension of disbelief, which you need yeah. for most entertainment programs. And, and now he's getting a bit more liberal with his F-bombs yeah, uh, yeah. as well. He's not impressed. This fella here, he's one of the most robotic actors you've ever seen, haven't you? Yes. I don't think he was brought in for his acting prowess. I assume it's for more how he looked as one of the Aryan race. Yeah. Because he looks, although he's wearing a baggy top, he, he looks like he could t- hold his own in a hand-to-hand fight. Well, I think we're about to find out, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, he's got a machine gun at the moment. At the moment. Nice man bag as well. Nice 80s jogging suit as well. Yeah. Matching jumper and jogging bottom combo that he's wearing. I wasn't there. sure whether it was matching tracksuit bottoms or it was like some sort of jeans or... Oh, I'm not sure actually now. No, they're definitely tracksuit bottoms. Look, they've got the uh, tight cuffs around them. Oh, okay, yeah. Bottom. So they've given the uh, the henchman a variety of uh, clothes to wear, but Hans is very smartly dressed in a two-piece yes, suit. Yes, yeah. Definitely the leader. Hmm. They say, I just would have shot him. Yeah, I don't understand why he had to go hand to hand. The bloke's bigger than him. The bloke's taller than him and he's wider than him. Why are you having a fight with him? Yeah. But we, we do find out as the film goes on that um, John McClane seems to have absolutely no concept of his own self-preservation. True. 
True. His decision-making skills, though, could be better at times. <laughs> they could, yeah. You know, he's fallen down the stairs and the other guys come off worse than him. That was luck. Yeah, I think I think he happens to break the fella's neck. Yeah, as he fell on him. There is a very audible crack <laughs> during that scene if if you're not talking all over it like we are. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the uh, that's the actor out of the way. Yes, probably <laughs> explains why he was so robotic and it over just, so quickly. He just wasn't in it for long at all, was he? Still loving the computer screens. Very eighties, isn't it? So I never quite got this that they're that they're hacking into a computer system, but they're still using this drill thing. Yeah, I think they didn't they use the drill at stages though. Wasn't it a stage thing? Because wasn't there a number of fail safes or something they had to get past? Yeah, possibly. I don't know. It's a lot of work to get the sit. I know it does seem to be an awful amount of work. Yeah, Yeah. and a bit of expense because we the you know our hero here did spot a. uh, a guided missile being delivered as he well, did, didn't yeah. they? I mean, yeah. this is a lot of kit for this stuff. Okay, how's Father Christmas going to help? Well, he's just he just likes to be a bit of a joker, doesn't he? Yeah, he's up to something. What's he doing now? Why was... What's he mucking around with the lift for? Oh, he's still trying to get attention, isn't he? He's still trying to find a way of getting attention, isn't he? To, to the outside world? Yeah. Well, not, not the attention of the terrorists, no. I would assume. His ultimate aim is to get attention to the outside world, yeah. isn't it? So what is it he's trying to do? I think... Well, he's sending a message here, isn't he? Is he trying to crash the lift or something, or...? No, he's... He has some great lines in this, Alan Rickman. <laughs> he he, be... It really does. So he won't be joining us for the rest of his life. Brilliant. <laughs> so so he sent this fella down in the lift he's put the Santa hat on him and he's written now I have a machine gun ho 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 where's he got all the where did he get the pen from I don't know is it pen or is it lipstick well I'm guessing it's not his lipstick because he didn't seem too keen on that bloke giving him a kiss no, so I can't see John McClane yeah. carrying around his own lippy Oh, he's broken into German. Apparently not, though. Well, it sounds like German. Yeah, it sounds like German, but apparently it's so far away from actual German that when this was released in Germany, the the German release of it, they refused to refer to them as German terrorists, and they just became generic European terrorists. Okay. And they were very upset at the, the language not being German at all. So if you're going to have German terrorists, make sure they're actually speaking German with yeah, their message. Yeah, and, and not some sort of gobbledygook. I wonder why they chose German in 1988. I mean, the Germans... 
usually because usually these films follow a sort of pattern, don't they? Depending yeah. on who the the perceived enemy is in the in the world, you know. So seventies and eighties, especially like some of the early eighties action films, it was very much communist, wasn't it? Yeah. So it was Russians or Eastern Europe kind of thing. Obviously, we're getting towards the end of the Cold War. So, you know, Perestroika's all come in, so now we've chosen the Germans, which seems a really bizarre one. Because it would have been a little bit after this that we started having Middle East terrorists. Yeah. Although saying that, in Back to the Future, which was a few years before this, we they Libya. were the Libyans, weren't yeah. they? So, I, I don't know, maybe there was no alternative world power force at the time for them to have as your generic terrorist. Because yeah. they've got Alan Rickman who's a very well-spoken Englishman. You would have thought they've used the well-spoken Englishman before as a as a bad guy. Yeah. Well, they just didn't leave him as English. Just, just an, it seems like an odd choice to me to make it's him German. It's a very odd choice, yeah. I mean, it plays well in the UK market. Yeah. You know, because we're, we're always good at doing that with Germans, we're, we're, whatever it might be, tiddlywinks or football or, or world wars. We're happy to do it. <laughs> you know? So it's a very strange one, but they the Americans chose the Germans. Now we're seeing, um, we've, or we've just missed one of the German guys having a complete meltdown. Yeah. Because we found out that the guy in the lift was his brother. Yeah. So his hands is now trying to tell him just to calm down a little bit. Yeah, but this guy wants revenge now. Yeah. So we've got John still making his way up the building. Yeah. So he's got a good view of LA, that's really helpful. <laughs> really useful, that, yeah. yeah. At some point he's going to have to go down. Well, he's on, he's on the radio now, so he's, I, think, well, I think his plan is that he's gone to higher ground to use the radio to get a better signal so that hopefully somebody would pick it up, I reckon. But they are, there's, there's a radio on Hans' desk. Oh, okay, so that, it's not a top secret message then? No, so they're now after him, they're now chasing up to the top of the roof. So now they know? Yeah. Without any doubt. Right, well, I've gone and got us another beer. So okay. where's, your, where's your glass there, Steve? Just here. Thank you very much. What did you think of that then? Your final thoughts on the... Uh... I really enjoyed it. You could easily session that. Yeah, I think so. And I think uh, the description of people's... Other people said about being a classic at the start is definitely, definitely yeah. Again, just some of the stuff that Bruce Willis comes out with is just perfectly timed. Yeah, I mean, the, um, the very officious, there's a whole load of people answering calls, none of them are actually doing much, but yeah. because it's the wrong line he's phoned in on, we're not happy. We're Things not. we dial. Cheers. Cheers. So what have we got now? Oh, so we've got a uh, bar from Tiny Rebel. It's their pale ale. So this is a 4.4%. Not sure I've actually had Fubar before and I don't really know why sure I haven't. I have either. Seems a bit strange. I've seen it around enough yeah. times. Sure, it's pretty much one of their core beers as well. Yeah, I was a bit, bit old about that. Why I haven't had it. 
Oh, there's a lovely um, crisp lemony nose on there. Yeah, it's really fresh, isn't it? Yeah. And we're having this now because I, I just had to have this at this moment in this film because we've just been introduced to Officer <laughs> Al Pal. So we're having a pal Al with Al Pal. Dear, oh dear. Oh, come on. You've got to give me that one. I'll, I'll let you have that one. But he's, he's decided rather than drive to the building where they've asked him to go to, he's going to have a look at the building from a couple of miles, yeah. blocks away, because then he'll be able to spot something's going on. And he can see some flashes on the roof, but that could be like... All the various lights yeah. you know, on the top of roofs for landing, where they have all the things for the window cleaners, air conditioning. You're not going to be able to spot its guns, are you? No. So a bit of a shootout going on now on the roof. What's your initial thought on the beer? It's really nice. Dry finish, isn't it? That's, that's, I, I don't know why I've not had it before. No, no, I, I, I was a bit surprised when I found I hadn't had it because normally if I see Tiny Rebel, I'd drink it. Because again, it's a brand I'm quite happy to go for. That really, le- really dry on the finish. A lemon comes through, I think, a bit on the flavour as well. A little bit of earthiness in there as yeah. well, just a little bit, just hints of. But it's one of those finishes where it draws you back in for the next gulp. Yeah, definitely. But that flavour lingers as well as the dry, yeah. the dryness. Don't know if it says much more on there, but I mean, as usual, and also another reason for having this one is it does have a grenade on the front. It does, so. So it does lend itself rather to this, this movie, doesn't it? <laughs> in, you know, and, and some tanks, etc. It's probably about the only thing missing from this film is a tank. Well, there's there's kind of the uh, the, the armoured carrier that turns up a little bit later SWAT on. SWAT team. Yeah. Who are a bit shit, really. Spoiler. But yeah, it doesn't really say much else anyway. I'm loving the, um, the earthy dry finish on it. I mean, the, it's the, the finish is almost perfect on this beer. This must be available in cask. Because mm. if it's tiny rebel cord, most of their cord they do on cask, don't they? So this must be available on cask. Yeah. Now this I can picture on cask with this earthy Just being a little bit finish. softer. Yeah. Yeah. It rounds off really nicely on cask. And it goes really well. I've always really enjoyed this scene that we're seeing here, which is where he's he's trying to escape from the roof and he's literally got nowhere to go. And I think what portrays really well is the actual... You get this sense of panic from him that actually he's cornered and there's no way out. Yep. So we've got two of them. Has he shot another one? He's, so one, he's got another one down, yeah. hasn't he? Oh, and Hans realises that, that yeah. he's, he's trapped. There's nowhere to go. There's no lifts. This is where I suppose this is the start. He's very ingenious. Yes, he uses what he's got around him. Yes. Yeah. You know, he. But this is quite a brave move to use the machine gun plus its shoulder holster to hang down to hang his body stuff. weight off. Yeah. I don't know whether this was tested beforehand, whether it could actually happen. <laughs> There's a question I want to ask, but there's a, there's a moment coming up that we've just got to wait for because it's it, it, it's quite important, actually. So, so now he's hanging down this shaft. Yep. Trying, what exactly is he trying to do? 
Is he trying to get to a shaft on the other side or a ventilator? Yeah, he's trying to get into that vent but there, isn't he? How yeah. are you going to be able to do that? There's nothing to hold on to. No. It's a lift shaft. It's just sheer, sheer walls, isn't it? He's stretching. Yeah. Oh, and he's gone. And he manages to grab hold onto another one. Yeah. Apparently that scene went wrong. But that the scene that we saw there was the wrong scene because they think it looked better. He was supposed to... The, the stuntman was supposed to reach the one that he was reaching for, but he missed it and grabbed onto that second one like he did. But they thought it looked better. Okay. Classic line. But yeah, so again, that's that talking to himself. Yeah, that for me, it's it's a, it's definitely a thought bubble rather than a. I, I think breaking so. Yeah. The fourth no, wall. I think so. It's him tr- almost trying to keep his sanity going, isn't yeah. it? So the question I was going to ask: if that was you, you you've you've two choices. One is you, you're going to hang down a lift shaft and potentially fall to your demise, mm-hmm. or you're going to get shot. Which, which which would be your preferred option? Your preferred way to go? I'd, I, I would hope, if I still had some bullets left, I'd probably just try to take someone out while they shoot me. Yeah. Rather than the I wouldn't hang. want to fall to my death. No. There's too much time involved there. To think about what's... Yeah. yeah. That was close. That was very close. So he's stuck in a ventilator shaft. The brother of the guy he's killed is ready to shoot again. Yep. Uh, I don't see how he gets out of this one. Okay, some more non-German interrupted. Well, I think we could all work out Polizia. <laughs> it's uh, possibly the police have arrived. <laughs> See, I don't think he would have run off. He, he's, but, he's out for his blood, isn't yeah. he? Yeah. Why don't you just say, you go. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to finish off here. Yeah. yeah. So presumably Al's now at last turned up. Yes, he's finally got to the building. Yeah. Uh, just to illustrate... Where the, where the boss was shot, yep. blood on the floor, now blood on the window. Blood. I was doing an extensive search of the drive on the run up to the building. Yeah. Do you not think that, and I've always thought this about this film, that Bruce's shirt is now grey? And it went from when he was on the roof, it was still white, and there were still hints of white in it. It happens quickly. Completely grey. Yeah. Was the air vent that dirty that he was in, that he's picked up all that dirt on his vest? The rest of the building didn't appear to be dirty, did it? No. And the ventilator shaft looked still a new building. It's very new, didn't they? Yeah. But again, I hadn't really thought because in my head he always had a white vest on with just splatter marks on it. I hadn't really appreciated it. Yeah. That it had gone quite so... Like it had been washed with the wrong colour. Yeah, that's exactly what it looks like. There we go. He's going to ask the uh, fake security guard. Sir, what can I do for you? 
He's putting on his best American accent yeah. as well. His politest. There we go. Some more, some more German in inverted commas for you. <laughs> He's pretending to watch the the, the American yeah. football as well, and show a general lack of interest in his job. Yeah, and cowboy boots. So that's it. He's nailed it. So yeah. Al can go away now. Look, there's no issues. Al can go. Oh, Snell! I recognise Snell. That yeah. always used to be in war films. And Veer and Dreisig, their numbers. Oh, well, Veer is. Okay, is it? What, zero? No, Veer is four, isn't it? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I never excelled at languages <laughs> so, at school. For the, people, for the benefit of listeners, Steve just started counting with his fingers. Thinking I was counting in German. <laughs> yeah. Eins, drei, zwei, Oh, another one gone. Why did the bloke roll on the table? No idea. That wasn't Why not a... just hit the floor and shoot him? Yeah. <laughs> For all of the efficiency that they showed at the at the outset. They obviously expect well, I think the problem with them their plan is that they didn't expect any resistance. So they didn't expect to have to be fighting. Yeah, so all their training was based on a building through full of corporate office workers. Yeah. Once we've taken out all of the uh all of the things they need and we've killed their boss we actually won't be needing our guns again the guns there are just as a threat yeah and basically Bruce has just shot this bloke through the table through to his legs which always looks a really painful way to go yeah even though even though being shot in the chest probably is pretty painful as well yeah that looks really painful it looks like he got his legs first yeah. so he would have felt that and all the way up from his legs so he's now taken out four in total Bruce has um Three? Well, he's taken out two there. He's taken out. Oh, did he take two out? I missed. I yeah. missed two there. And uh, Al's about to leave. He is. Al's had a chat. They've had a bit of a watch of the game. There's no problem. He's off. It's Christmas Eve. He's had a little bit of bants with the, with the folks inside. Yeah. He's off now. Job done. Oh, <laughs> hello. He's just got a body through his window, and now he's been shot at. Well, at least he knows there's something going on now. Yes. <laughs> so our guy was still in the in the parking lot. Our guy is in the back of the car, of his of the limo with the big teddy bear. Party music Party on the music, phone. On the phone. That that must be one hell of a bill, though. Yeah. Can you imagine a car phone bill for the length of time he's been on? From those days. Yeah, absolutely. He's got, there's, there's no roaming contract, I imagine. <laughs> so Al's had to reverse away. He's a little bit blooded himself now. He is. But he knows there's a problem. Yeah. He, well, there's, we've, there's definitely a problem now. The car's been shot to bits. Body thrown through the window. Ooh. What else has he been in, this guy? 
Oh, he's been in loads of stuff. I know, but there's like, I couldn't quite pinpoint what else he'd been in. And he's one of these characters that always plays that type of character in films yeah. as well. Not this is the news report we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, so not out it? and out bad, yeah. but not quite on the right on the, on the side you want him. To, you, you're on yourself. Yeah. You know, he, he's just out for him, isn't he? So now this this is also something which crops up in Bruce's films in future films, isn't it? Yeah, chatting to the bad guy, winding him up. Yeah. That's actually just a different vest, isn't it? It's not dirty. I think by this point it is a. He's got a green vest. Yeah. It's basically like an army type vest now. Yeah. But I'm fairly certain Bruce didn't turn up with a spare vest for this eventuality. Yeah. So Bruce has just nicked some cigarettes. And a bag full of um, explosives. Yeah. Which he's just dangling the cigarette over. Yeah. Naked, naked flame. What, what could go wrong? What's the point of those shutters? None whatsoever, is there? I mean, it's not they're, like... Because they're see-through. Yeah. Is that, but it's not like they've even got like a, some sort of mural or something, yeah. or like those paper ones like in Bond and you only live twice. You know, it's nothing. There's no point. I'm not sure Roy Rogers would mean much now, 30 years on, to a lot of people. <laughs> Speaking of, uh, and again, this is a little bit of a tangent, just go with me on this one. Speaking of references that people don't get, um, by the time most of our listeners who are fellow geeks, they'll be up to date, but the recent flash when vital statistics were being quoted. Yeah. I thought it was funny. I had to pause and said, Michael, do you know what those numbers represent? And Michael didn't know. Well, yeah, because they're not numbers that are used anymore, are No, exactly. Yeah. So that was definitely a reference for an older demographic who watched The Flash. Yeah. But there was also a reference recently in, in The Flash to Die Hard as well, wasn't there? Yep. Where, where Cisco had sailed in. Yeah. And uh, didn't he use the, the line, now I have a machine gun, yeah. ho, ho, ho. <laughs> Which I found hilarious. And I did, Michael I was cracking was up. mildly amusing, but I found it hilarious. Especially knowing that we were doing this a few weeks after I'd watched it as well. Person waiting for help on this channel can hear me. Acknowledge this transmission. 
Oh, now they all turn up. Yeah. Now they all turn up. The blues and twos have all turned up. Why is Hans so keen for the police and the FBI to turn up? Who knows? It's like, why does he need the FBI? Yeah. In and particular, ha- the FBI. But if... See, this is a flaw in his plan, though, because if John McClane hadn't been there, why would the police have ever turned up? Well, would they... Because mm. he said the police turning up was inevitable. So well, Yeah, they would have got to a point where the party would have had to have finished no and late people 80s. would have been expected home late 80s they were just having sex and drugs by that point by the end of a Christmas party not, well, not to what all we've seen. of them weren't yeah to what we've seen but yeah but I still don't think you would have sent the police out or, or the FBI no so Han said it was inevitable but I don't see it was inevitable about John McClane So there's the advice that uh, Bruce has been given. Stay safe, hold yourself up and let yeah, the LAPD do, do their anything, job. Yeah. Do you think he's going to follow that advice? Oh, of course. Yeah, oh, he, definitely. He seems to be the uh, laid-back kind of book-following yeah. individual that he is. Exactly. <sighs> Was he in Ferris Bueller? Mm, no. He's one of the teachers or something. I see, I recognise the... His, Al's boss as well from something again from another 80s film did he say his name was Dwayne Johnson something like that yeah that would be quite good wouldn't it that's, that's like the, yeah. the rock's name that's <laughs> the... okay they're quite polar opposites though they are yeah <laughs> well I've almost finished the food what did you I've, think I've, I've finished it I um I really enjoyed that and it, you know what drinking it after those first two it was a marked difference to those first two as yeah. well so I'd, I'd say so far for me every one of the three beers that we've had has been bang on style I've been, been exactly or maybe better put exactly what you'd expect yeah. from the breweries who've given them to you as well for, for a pal Al that was that was bang on the, the you know the bitterness wasn't overly bitter it was just yeah but I mean perfect sessionable drinkable beer there's like pale ales can be so bland sometimes though they can't they there's still no, have no blandness in that no that's what I'm saying so yeah. but this is just rock, and it's still only 4.4 so this you know we, it is yeah wow I mean we joke about sessionable but that's smashable yeah that's, that, that, that sits right smashable. in that yeah you, you know and like I said I would really love to taste this on cars yeah I think it'd be really good So this is where we maybe see a bit the softer side of hands yeah. because Holly's now promoted herself to well, I suppose, one in charge. I suppose effectively hands promoted her yeah. by, by killing the boss. Yeah, so she's making some demands on behalf of the hostages, yeah. of which is a pregnant lady, and said rather than 
and she why is he taking her office Interesting. Everyone, well, lo- everyone well, loves her office because it's her office, <laughs> and everything goes down in her office. Because he maybe it's because she's got the ensuite. Yeah. But uh, spotted the picture with the children on there, but at the moment, the picture of Bruce is still there's, face there's down. There's no connection, is there? Yeah, and he doesn't know what Bruce looks like. No. At the moment, it's, it's just Roy. Roy's out there. Our guy has now moved on to the minibar. Yeah, which the, uh, the the limo has. He's but, got the news on, he's paying no attention. But he's the driver. Yeah. <laughs> he's pouring himself a whiskey. Oh, hold on a second. He's, uh, he's going to drink it neat instead. Yep. Oh, Argyle now realises he's in the basement car park of a building under siege. <laughs> Do you think he's got a problem? Maybe, just a little bit, yeah. I, I would hit the minibar even more now. Oh, absolutely, yeah. You're not going anywhere anytime no. soon, are you? Have the minibar, yeah. get comfortable with a teddy bear and watch the news. And if you're quiet enough, maybe you'll just get ignored. You might just get away with it. Until it's over. Yeah. That's what I'll go. I'll beer number four. Okay, which is, what have we got next? Eternal Darkness uh, from Northern Monk. Black Session IPA. So not words we often see together, Black Session IPA. No, absolutely not. 4.1% limited release. I haven't had this before. I think I may have done. Black Session IPA, naturally hazy. How am I supposed to know if it's black? Mm. Oh, I'm interested now. Would you like to uh, pass, your, pass your glass, there Steve? You go. Let's see what this one is like. So, now now Bruce has been reignited by something. He was told to sit down and just wait it out. But now they're um, the police seem to be operating some tactics in terms of standard siege procedure. Yeah. So basically, they they're gonna just. Go all spot crazy, aren't they? They are, yeah. Well, you may not be tasting this just yet. This is a lively can. Ooh. Yeah. So, uh, just, just for the benefit of podcast listeners, I'm showing showing the glass, and there's over half of it's full of head at the moment. The other one's even worse. Yes. That's three quarters head. Yeah. So, uh, I'll let you know. It smells nice, though. Oh, I'm, thanks for that. That's all right. So, you just have to look at it for now. Yeah. So I'm going to put that down for a second. Cause, uh, so this is where we kind of really need to fill with some film facts then. Yeah. Come on, Sten, Steve. You did research. I, I did do research. What, what would you like? Do you, want the, um, do you want the background of the movie? Yeah, go on then. So it, it was based on the book um, Nothing Lasts Forever, which was... Ooh, it was at, a book? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, which was actually a sequel to The Detective. And The Detective was a, a famous film from 60s, 70s, which starred Frank Sinatra. As, as the original character in that and he had within his contract um, a clause that would enable him to appear in any sequels so for all intents and purposes this is the sequel to The Detective so this should have been Frank Sinatra it should have been Frank Sinatra okay. thankfully he turned it down um, but at the time that it was filmed the rights to Nothing Lasts Forever 
were owned by Clint Eastwood. So he also had first refusal on appearing in the film as John McClane. Okay. And he turned it down as well. And I think as, as we've established that actually there's been quite a lot of names listed there for John McClane. In the end, Bruce Willis seems to have been the perfect choice. Well, it seemed more by accident than design almost. Yeah. I would say. But I mean, I can't, I mean, I don't know about you now, but I can't picture anyone else. I don't think you could. Especially with subsequent films as well. No, you couldn't put anyone else in this. You know, he feel he he already feels like a bit of a flawed character, doesn't he? Yeah. That's almost like been established without him having to do much. Yeah. You feel like he's got a few four boys. He's um he's not happy about the police ta- the LA tactics, is he? Well, no, the, the the SWAT team are coming in basically, aren't they? Yeah. And they're already prepared for them. Yeah, they're oh, expecting right. it. Yep. Oh, they even know the formations. So they yeah. even know the drill that they're gonna they're gonna use. Who let the process manual get out of the building? Well, it begs the question, doesn't it? Is there on on the team of terrorists? Is there an insider? Well, or on the LAPD, is there yeah, an insider? Yeah. You know, you know, this is if this is their standard operating procedure. Surely this should be secret. You would think, wouldn't you? You know, they're about to try and get through the building, and they're gonna get shot at. Yep. <laughs> what what this does yeah, it goes on doesn't it it demonstrates the incompetencies of the, the higher ups in oh, the police God, yeah. force I mean you know right, Al didn't start off brilliantly but he redeems himself throughout the yeah. rest of the film because he appears to be the only sane member of the LAPD Oh, so now we're bringing a armoured vehicle. Yes. For want of a better word. Alright then, so here you go, Steve. Oh, finally we've got a beer that's settled down. Ish. It is definitely an ish. Got, we've got some heads to get through yeah, there, but so cheers. cheers. Still get the nose, though. Oh, yeah, it's piney. A little bit of, bit of, bit of roastiness. There's definitely a bit of roastiness now. going on. Mmm, very roasted on the... On the, on the finish it was probably just a little bit more racy than I would like for a black IPA yeah yeah. is that because it's a lower ABV because it's sessionable perhaps it, it might be a lower ABV it, I'm, I'm pretty sure as well that it might also have been out for a while this one um, it, yeah it's a limited release but it's it's not one that Northern Monk do that often I mean I haven't seen it before I mean so is, if it's called Eternal Darkness is it based on Eternal Yes, it's just a, a, a kind of black version. So it's a darker, ro- yeah, darker roasted malt. Yeah, is there okay? And a lot, a lot of the rest of it's the same. I mean, I think it's nice, but I, do, I, I would prefer the just that last bit of roastiness to be toned down a little bit. Yeah, and a bit more from the pine characteristics yeah. to to make it a little bit more hoppy than roasted. 
They're shit. The LAPD are rubbish. They are. They've got, in effect, what is a tank that could only go up about four stairs. And couldn't go any further. But there was a reason for that. And, and it was more uh, a logistical reason. Rightly so. Yeah. 20th Century Fox were a little bit concerned with them destroying their new, newly built building. So, so they kind of said, we don't want that going any further than those stairs. Okay, then, but then they should have used a vehicle which couldn't really go upstairs at all. Y- yeah. But, I'll tell you what this building does demonstrate, though. There wasn't disabled access, was there? There wasn't, no, no. You're not, you're not All getting around into that. The, oh, there's yeah. the, <laughs> steps on that side. Yeah. You have to go all the way around to the front, go around that big driveway if you want to go in yeah. without steps. So, not necessarily what's coming up here, but all of the other um, external explosions, they're all real as well. So that none of that CGI'd on uh, at the time. They were all explosions that were set that they actually did as part of the special effects of the film. I suppose that's one of the things of um, this era of films is that although it's a suspension, willing suspension of disbelief, a lot of this stuff was real. As yeah. in, you're right, they're staged, but they still really happen mm-hmm. on the set, don't they? So it does, it does give you a bit of a sense of a lot of noise, a lot of light, a lot of heat, doesn't yeah. it, when these explosions do go off. Do you think this, this, this redefined this, this genre of film? I think a lot of films definitely took aspects from the, the from from this type of film, especially the way the the John McClane flawed character as well. Yeah, definitely that kind of normal everyman sort of character. That yeah, you know, it's an everyday hero, is, yeah. isn't it? Now you see, I would never have thought that that would work. A chair, a computer, and some C four. Well, well, no, you need something to actually trigger the detonators that he just stuck into it. Yeah, so, but I still wouldn't, that, that, I wouldn't have, so was the computer there just to weigh the chair down? Yeah, but presumably, you still had nothing to, still had nothing to activate the C4? No, but the, the chair on its own would have been heavy enough to have fallen well, down well, the lift shaft. Gravity. <laughs> yeah, because gravity. <laughs> you, you didn't necessarily need the computer. <laughs> Okay, so Hans Gruber is known. Yes, um, a known terrorist. Oh, there's a great line coming up here. Mm. Oh, Robinson. Ah, uh, okay. Some of the lines are just perfect. The, the script writers on this. Some of the lines you would have, um, I would only have heard um, on Eddie Murphy's live show. Yeah. 
Again, probably why it got its 18 yeah. rating at, at the time that it did. The phrase buttfuck, I can't picture anyone else saying that in the 80s other than Eddie no. Murphy on his live shows. And not essentially from an actor who prior to this had been known for essentially a, a family sitcom type series. Oh yeah, Moon Nighting wasn't exactly hard hitting, was it? No. I mean, it was, it was comedic. It was I don't remember it being, it was on After the Watershed though, wasn't it? It was like nine, pretty sure that it was on nine o'clock on BBC Two. It was definitely, I think it was definitely the nine o'clock song. It was probably because it didn't sit anywhere very well. Yeah. I think it probably means neutralised and dead is probably the same thing. I think so, yeah. Oh, it, it's fine now. Ellis is here. Ellis is going to help out. Ellis Coked is, up Ellis. Yeah, that's just what you need. Ellis is going to help out. He's got some good shoulder pads going on. There, oh, hasn't mate, he? That's like a proper 80s suit, isn't He's it? He's got like a Johnny Bravo shape yeah. going on. Do you remember the cartoon? <laughs> He's got that real triangle going on. Whereas Hans is very much in a fitted suit. Yeah. But we established that in the lift earlier on when he was yeah. talking to the director. They were talking about their tailors, weren't they? Yes. Well, he's just gone for the big shoulder pads. I mean, I think uh, the, the women from Dynasty would be quite envious of uh, his look at the moment. This actor, apparently he improvised a lot of that. Oh, did he? Yeah. He thought it was more... He, he was given original lines and he, he didn't like them and he, he said to them, look, in... If you, I want to play this as this character that you've given me, so they they let him go with it, and and that's what came out of it. Okay. They're obviously fairly good on the improv, then, because I'm sure some of Bruce's lines are. Oh, I think so. Yeah. Are improv from what I've read as well. I mean, so they're obviously quite happy to let it go if it works, because some I imagine say, no, this is the lines you're saying. Yeah, we've told and we'll you do to it say. again and again and again until we get it right. Yeah. There's a bit, a bit of a budding bromance going on here, isn't there? There now, is, between, isn't uh, there? Yeah. Between yeah. Our, our, our hero in the building and Al outside. But so was this was this before or after Lethal Weapon, or was it around the same sort of time? Because that's that's very much in a similar vein to this, isn't it? Where well, you've yeah. Got the, the the buddy cop thing. Yeah, and also flawed character. Yeah. Must be around about the same time. I'm sure the first Lethal Weapon was mid to late eighties. Hmm. Ooh, oh, no. Is this from Ellis? Is Ellis yeah. stomach spilling beans now? Does John McClane look like a guy who wants to be called John Boy? He doesn't, does he? Compared to someone from the Waltons. Yeah. And there's clearly a sense of relief on him there that that wasn't Holly yeah. that, that he heard on the end of the radio. No one gets out of here until these guys can talk to the LA police and that just ain't going to happen until you stop messing up the works, capiche? Capiche? Sounds like Del Boy. Yeah. 
told them we were old friends and you were my guest at the party. Ellis, you shouldn't be doing this. Tell me about it. Huh? Oh, product placement. Oh, that's the first one, isn't it? Well, the first one I've noticed. That we've seen, yeah. Nice, bright red, shiny can of Coke. Yep. That, that's both Cokes covered off in this film then. A line of Coke and a drink of Coke. <laughs> well, yeah, we, we do see Ellis in the office again, once again, doing Coke. Yeah. So we've got John, John's now seriously conflicted here, isn't he? Yeah. Because he's he's trying to he's trying to save Ellis. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't like Ellis, but he's he's trying to save. He's, he's trying to save, save him. him. Yeah. If I was John, I would let Ellis take a bullet because, well, he just did. He just did. Yeah. Because otherwise, <laughs> otherwise, it's going to be Holly. Let Ellis carry on being the friend. Yeah. He, that hasn't helped. No, but all it's doing now is Hans is now making a point. Yeah. And he's got to him now. Yep. Because he will believe that John meant what he said. Which yeah. case, then, how, why is he there? Who has invited him? The LAPD deputy chief is still pissed. Yeah, and Al's still trying to advocate him. Yeah. So now Hans is talking to the police. And Al cut his head earlier. Yes, he had. And they did mop it up, but yeah. there's no evidence of any sort of gas no, or anything. Really, is there? I mean, that is a, like the magic sponge. Yeah. In football parlance. It's healed it as well, yeah. Yeah, that's brilliant. He definitely had a cut. Yep. He's not interested in... He's not, is he? No. He doesn't get, he's basically just a bank robber. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, so we're laughing at the back. He's basically almost making this up. Yeah. These just are the most to random... To keep the police occupied. The most random terrorist groups that are locked up. He's just naming now. Yeah. To say these are his demands. 
I still don't understand why he wants him there, though. Ah, now, now. See, he wanted him to talk to him. Yeah, and now he's gone. Yeah, the Deputy Chief Commissioner is not doing so well now, is he? No. got a very clipped way of talking hasn't he yes yeah. which again is very sorry to bring it back but very snape it's just so distinctive of him yeah and i'm sure when he was the sheriff of nottingham in robin hood as well very similar yeah, yeah. very clipped way of finishing off those words and sentences wasn't it? there's no yeah. there's no holding it the word doesn't last does it a final thoughts on the beer um fairly easy to drink Still probably a bit too roasted for my liking in terms of a black IPA. Yeah, it was... um, It probably, for me, the word IPA, probably the little... You know, the letters IPA didn't need to be on there. Don't know what you'd call it. Cascade, dark cascading ale. Yeah. Because the IPA sort of led me somewhere which didn't really go to because of that roastiness. No, I don't... It was nice. But probably if we were talking about the first three beers, we said about judging by style, didn't we? Yeah. This is probably the first one, which is just slightly off it. Just a little bit off style, yeah. Yeah, but very drinkable. It's almost like a, a session hoppy stout. Yeah. Yeah, in which case then you probably would have accepted that that bit of roastiness we were getting. Yeah. Like I say, a bit too much on the roasty side for me. Yep. There's Ellis. Bye, Ellis. Yep. Ellis gone. is being dragged out. He likes the bullet in the head thing, hands, doesn't he? It does, it makes an impact, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, bang, yeah. head gets thrown back, doesn't it? But he's, yeah, he's gone. Right, shall I crack open another beer then? I think it's, t- it's time for another. So, beer number five, Gypsy Hill Superfan, dry hopped Bohemian Pilsner. Not really sure what a Bohemian Pilsner is myself. No. Uh, 4.8%. I've had this very recently, actually. Have you? Yes, but I won't say anything about it. Okay. So let's see what you think. And, and while you're pouring that, a pair of jokers have turned up, haven't they? Yes, or the FBI, as they're known in the film. Yeah. They've got all the answers, apparently. But I'm not convinced. And I'm sure I spied someone who's going to turn out to be a baddie in, in, a, in a Bond film as well. I think, yeah, it's one of the FBI agents, wasn't yeah. it? He turns up in, a, in Bond a year after this came out. So he's in Licence to Kill, which I think we've already mentioned as well. Maybe we'll have to do a Bond film one day. I think so, we'd, but there'd be a lot of discussion as to which one we'd feature. That's true. Or, or would we keep it in line with the 80s, 90s theme of these shows that would have to be a classic from that era? <sighs> Don't know. While I'm pondering that fault, Cheers. 80s or 90s Bond films? Yeah, you, you had a bit of a, a lull, didn't you, until the mid-90s? Yeah. So we've got Hans has just met John McLean. Yes. Who's now wearing a white stained vest. Yeah, which is what I always thought it was, I have to admit. Yeah. I thought it was the These were just these were just done out of sequence, weren't they? Clearly. Yeah. So because Hans is in a suit, Hans is pretending to be one of the hostages. He he is, yeah. Now, by all accounts, this was the first time these two had actually met as actors. 
this scene that they hadn't met prior to this and they'd done it purposely like that as well to keep it more tense between them as as well okay that's good 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 thinking yeah good thinking i mean i suppose from uh, bruce's point of view there's no reason why he shouldn't just think anything no but equally um they they left it or, or they put it in there because they heard um alan rickman doing an american accent and they thought it was it was so good that they wanted to utilize it so they said look Let's let's go with this scene and see how it works, and it it works so well, especially the bit that's coming up where it's a little bit more tense, where yeah. he introduces who he is, and there, there's a clear moment in there where John realizes that he's not who he says he is. Yeah. Ooh, what do you think? Big floral nose, sweet mm. notes. You can almost smell the bitterness on on it. The flavour reminds me. I know it says it's a, a dry hot pills, but there's certain elements. This flavour reminds me of the the earlier Keller beer we had. I was going to go more for more along the lines of a, an IPL. Oh, in a, oh, okay. Yeah, I can see that. I get. I guess the uh, the dry hopping would lend itself to that, wouldn't it? And because it's got a it's got a massive bit of finish to it. Yes. Not dried, isn't that bitter? Yeah. Tension there, yeah. So, John McClane's just handing his revolver over to yep. Hans Gruber, the leader of the terrorists, who wants to presumably shoot or maim. <laughs> Or do Kill. something, some bad intentions yeah. with that weapon. Some more German. Yep. seen this one mm. isn't it it's filmed at a slight angle as well isn't yeah. it yeah oh 
John's just got another one. Yeah. However, John's problems are increasing. They are. Yeah. Isn't there... Um, I, I think if by the time it gets to the end of the film, it's something like 16 or 18 people that John McClane has killed in total. Well, let's see. There's at least... Well... It basically takes out all the bad guys. No one else does the killing. Apart yeah. There or thereabouts, it's him. I suppose you could argue for the amount of bullets being used in the film, the actual death ca- the death rate is actually quite low. It is. There's a lot of uh, a lot of wasted bullets. Yes, you could say. No idea what that meant. Neither is Carl. Oh, yeah. there we go, yeah, so. See, there was our subtitles. Yeah, why are we shooting the glass? Oh, he's got no shoes on. He's got no shoes, see? But he did kill another one in this scene as well. Took out the bloke's kneecaps. Yeah. That's interesting, though, that what, what we, about an hour and a half, an hour and 40 into the film? Yeah. That that seed of the shoelessness and this scene was sewn in the very first scene of the film yes on the plane where the fellow was talking to him about this is what you should do yeah you need to take your uh, shoes off so you can yeah. start getting your circulation going and and then you finally get the payoff this far into it yeah so they have destroyed this room <laughs> completely and, and the only way out was across the glass yeah he now needs to walk on broken glass. But they've got the detonators back. Carl's not happy though, is he? No. Because he hasn't seen him dead. No. And he still wants him. Yeah. Carl is a very angry man. He looks really desperate. He's still alive. Only Jonathan drives somebody that crazy. It's obviously the same way she felt at times then. Clearly, yeah. (laughs) She understands how annoyed (laughs) he gets. Oh, see this bit makes me cringe. Where he pulls the... Yeah. yeah. He's... You know he's walked over the broken glass. Yeah. I'll tell you what, this vault is well protected. It is exceptionally well protected for a a vault in a corporation building. Yes. We're getting a bit of... A bit bit more of a bromance now between these two as well. Yeah, between John and Al. So what about, what about the fact that we, we referred to this in our opening as the ultimate Christmas movie? Yes, it's set on Christmas Eve. Yes. 
there's the odd Christmas bit of music in it. Yeah. I was humming a Christmas tune at the very start. Yeah. Saw a Christmas tree. There's a Christmas hat. Yeah. It's a Christmas film, isn't it? It's a Christmas film for me. Yeah. It's a proper Christmas film. We don't we don't hammer the Christmas theme too much. It's like the best the best specials at Christmas, so whether that be a soap opera or my, my case Doctor Who, is when Christmas is it's there. In the background. In the background. Yeah. So it's still firmly set in a point in time, but it doesn't hammer home Christmas all the way through whatever you're watching. Yeah. But it was released. When it was released, it was released in the middle of summer. So it was released in July. So it was a summer release? It was a summer release, so still when we had big blockbuster releases in oh, the summer. Oh, yeah, okay. Um, but a lot of the scenes were actually filmed on Christmas Eve. Uh, certainly a lot of the night scenes and that to give it that kind of Christmas yeah. feel. Okay. They're still chatting each other up. They are still talking, yeah. There's more dialogue between these two than between him and anyone else. Yeah. He doesn't seem that kid on the feds turning up. No. And now he knows what the FBI does as well. Yep. So that's why he needs the feds. Yeah. He needs the feds to cut the lock, the power to the lock, and therefore the last lock is open. Safe is that safe is done. And the safe vault. is done. This and again this vault that seems ridiculously overprotected. Yeah. But he yeah, he does know what the feds do as well. So he knows he knows the police procedures, the SWAT procedures. Knew everything about the building. Yep. And now he knows the FBI procedures as well. However, I still do not understand how the feds were going to turn up if it hadn't been for John McClane. Unless he had a back... Unless his original plan was to do something himself to trigger off... Yeah, possibly. ...a terrorist siege. Maybe he was going to make those demands at some point. Yeah. With those random terrorist groups that needed releasing... Even Al's being cynical. Yeah. The universal playbook. Is that playbook just available it's for well anyone? Known. <laughs> I actually quite like this bit. It's I like, do. It's, it's like it's great like, opening. Like the Messiah has turned yeah. up. Yeah. With the Christmas music in the black background <laughs> and everything, yeah. And there seems to be a breeze coming from it as well. <laughs> must be air conditioned in there or something. Okay, so uh, we're going to get the bearer bonds then. So you've got all these bearer bonds. There's all these antiques, P 
pictures. But you would just go for the bearer bonds. You would. Because the rest but... of the stuff be. You'd go for the bearer bonds. Yeah, but why is it in there? No, I don't know. The antiques I can understand, but I would have thought even those would have been out on display. That's what corporates do, don't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah. They're very cocky, these two feds, aren't they? They are, aren't they? Ridiculous. Look, he's got a mobile phone. See? It's actually smaller than I was expecting it to be. Yeah. The The tech guy was getting very excited about the bearer bombs there. Wasn't he just? I mean, they're set for life, aren't they? After, After this. Sanchez, that's who he plays in the Bond film, the FBI has, has guy. That, has that been niggling at you? Yeah, that's been it? niggling me since I first mentioned it about 15 minutes ago. Isn't it? The drug dealer. Yeah. So, so again, I'm, I'm coming back to this fault because I'm still, I can't let it go that it's it's that well protected. Okay, so we're, I think we're, we're both going down a similar route. This is a, this is at very minimum a bit odd, or in our yes. heads it's a bit odd to have all of this on site because... What do they need bearer bonds for? What do you need to pay for that's basically cash in hand? Mm-hmm. So not only that, it seemed to be behind the most complicated locking system ever. Yep. And in in the scene where um, Takagi was shot, he actually said to, to Hans, do you know who you're robbing? Yeah. But not just that. And I think that line has been used subsequent since then as well yeah. for, for other films. But standard operating procedure for corporate companies is that you never put yourself at risk. So whatever they're after, if it's not illegally held, can be replaced. That's what you have insurance for. Mm-hmm. So ultimately, if it becomes a life or death situation, you give them what they're after. The idea is everyone's supposed to leave the building alive. And he was willing to let himself get shot for what was in this yeah. vault. Now, that tends to say not so legal. Japanese. So we can only go to one conclusion. It's got to be the accuser, hasn't it's it? It's a front for the accuser. Yeah. This whole corporation. Is, is, is a front for illegal mob activities. Yeah. So, you know, Holly's abandoned her husband, gone to the west coast of America yeah. to go and work for the accuser. But it would appear to pay well. It would appear to pay very well. And to be fair, she did have an ensuite office. Yes, yeah. So, you know, with matching towels on the towel rails there's, as well. There's got to be something more to it, hasn't there? Because, like you say, that vault just wouldn't be that protected. No, but strangely enough, it never really sort of came out in the film, did it? They never... It was just a an 80s corporation. Some of the people who worked there were a bit of a... bit, you know... Of a dickhead. Yeah. And that was it. And he was willing to sacrifice himself. And there was, whether you were supposed to assume that was that noble, you know, no nobility that they have in the, in the Far East, but they're willing to just lay down their life for the company. Mm-hmm. Oh, we've had a little switch of venue now. The creepy news reporters turned up at the house. Yeah. That's not going to go down well, is it? No. But we do see this on TV. People do, you know, they they do know where famous people's houses are, you know, and they do 
the news reporters, paper and TV do turn up, don't they? Yes, yeah. But yes, this this has far-reaching consequences, this particular action, doesn't it? Yeah. So John John's now made his way back up to the roof because he's suspicious as to why Hands was up there in the first place. Yeah. He's a bit more covered in blood. He's managed to put some strips of his trousers or something, or his vest. His vest, yeah. Has now been used. So, so thoughts on the beer, because um, mine's evaporated yeah. really quickly. Um, again, I feel like I could uh, drink quite a lot of this. I could have a couple of those. I, could quite I enjoyed it, enjoy I enjoyed it the first those, time yeah. I had it, when I went to the Kill the Cat and we had it as a starter beer. Yeah. Was, I really enjoyed it. Really enjoyed it. Um, but while we were discussing that, um, the blonde-haired German, the one who's been after John McLean since the first five minutes... He's got him. He's got him. Yeah. And he's got a machine gun pointing at his cheek. Yes. Literally in his face. Oh. John's not going to give up that easy, is no. he? It's just the bit this is, isn't it, where he is this bit where he wraps him in a chain and he's punching him and shouting, I'm gonna kill you and I'm gonna eat you and all sorts of things Fairly like that. Pretty much this is where this one goes in the end, yes. Yeah. So we've established that there's a load of C four and detonators on the whole of the roof. And the helicopters are And there heading. are two fed helicopters yeah. heading towards the roof. But they're not just the helicopters that they thought, are they? They're actual army gunships yeah and now the family are on TV oh connections are being made yep and he's just realised that Holly Gennaro is Holly McLean great camera work on that scene yeah the way it kind of revolves around hands Bloody new channels. Yep. No one needs those. <laughs> See, for me, this scene is very reminiscent of, and I mentioned it earlier, of the final scene in Lethal Weapon where Mel Gibson's fighting a very similar looking character. Very similar looking character role. as well. Isn't yeah. It? Yeah, this fight between these two is less about them, tr- about him, tr- about anything else other than just each other now, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's really personal, yeah. isn't it? From from John's point of view, it's about survival, and from Carl's point of view, he still wants revenge for his brother's death. Yeah. They probably never even got on. It's just a principle now, isn't it, for him? Hmm. This fella killed my brother. Yeah. They're very low flying copters, aren't they? They are, considering they need to be on the roof of a skyscraper. There's at least over 40 floors, because we saw him going through the 30s when he was going up. And so why are they flying at about level five? (laughs) No, McLean's not answering the walkie-talkie. No, because he's in a fight for his life. been shot he has been that shot was, that was clearly a bullet to the shoulder so uh, 
All the hostages are going up to the roof. So, so the intention here is essentially they're going to blow the roof up, aren't they, when yeah. the helicopters land to make it seem like everybody died, that it was an accident, and then they escape in, the, very, in the confusion. It's very... Well, it was quite a, a heavy body count just for escaping. Yeah. Again, <laughs> oh, that's brilliant, brilliant lines. <laughs> that's brilliant so lines. good. Since I'm moving up to kidnapping, you should be more polite. <laughs> that's definitely a very, very good line. That was like, yeah, this guy's a top bad, bad guy. Yeah. All right, so while we're enjoying these uh, particular scenes. Oh. Ooh. Moving on to our, fi- is that, it's our final beer, isn't it? It is the final beer. Let's hope this one takes a, a while to drink then. So Yeah, well this one, I think it's going to be uh, in the classic sipper mode. Yes. Now, disclosure, we've both had this beer before as well, haven't yes. we? Yes. And uh, I, I struggled with you it. You struggled with it. I wasn't sure. So, so this is a... Uh, Siren, the Kentucky Tickle Monster, a bourbon barrel-aged triple IPA with mango and cedar woods. However, the, uh, the the real, you know, the crux of the matter here is that it comes in at about sixteen percent, doesn't yes, it? Yes, it's it's a massive ABV, uh, which I can't quite read on the on the green label in the light we've got for the room at the moment. But it's um, this is a big beer. It is a big one. It's yeah. the big, biggest beer we've had on opinions on film. It is, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, we've had some big stouts and that, but this is um, but this is way up there, isn't it? It's a very golden-looking well, beer, isn't it? It's an IPA, isn't it? Yeah. For, for all intents and, 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 and purposes. So, cheers. Cheers. I mean, that's just... For me, on the nose... There's no beer in that. There's no, no I'm beer character. Like vanilla, cream, soda, left. kind of kind of aroma. Not really getting the barrel aged beer. I'm definitely getting the uh, the, the like I said, the, it's like a cream soda type vanilla. Yeah, for me, that's what I'm getting on the nose. I'm, I'm almost getting the I'm almost getting the heat on the nose as well. Like the the, the obvious, you know, what you mean alcohol, what, almost what we're expecting yeah. to get. It's sticky sweet as well, isn't it? Yes. Oh, God, yes. Mm. So, interesting scene here. So, so Bruce, John, is on the roof. He's wrapping himself in a fire hose and he's about to leap off the roof. Yes. What else would you do? Well, in, in this situation. Now, Bruce Wee Willis famously did all of his own stunts in, in this film. This scene was actually the first scene they filmed of the film, despite where it appears and the state that he's in. Yeah. Because, and their reasoning behind it was... If something happened to him, they could get a new one in without paying a fortune out. Yeah. It's got they, to be. They, they, yeah, if, if he actually hurt himself in this scene, they could have started the whole thing again without having to edit it out midway through. 
or very, edit him out as a character. Very practical. Very practical indeed. He must have felt really valued. Yeah. After that. So presumably the 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 one he didn't do was the lift shaft one that you mentioned. No, earlier. that was a, that was a, that was an actual stuntman. Yeah. Which I'm not surprised. Although this one still looks pretty. Well, this this one you could say it's him because necessarily he's not maybe not hanging off of the top of a building there. No. I like this bit coming up though. He's getting dragged out by, yeah. the, by the rest of the hose. And the other thing we've not mentioned is obviously, and again this is maybe a film reference going way back, there are a lot of um, nods in this film to the tower in Inferno. Yes. Which uh, I think it took a lot of its inspiration from. Yeah, what was that, early early 70s Tower in Inferno? What, yeah. Something like that. One of the first real classic disaster movies, yeah. wasn't it? Okay, so the cocky fed, feds and their helicopters have been blown to smithereens. Yeah. But the hostages did depart the roof, didn't they? He got them off of the roof, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Doesn't seem to miss them. We're going to need some more FBI guys. Yeah. Oh, now, now they all spring, the sprinklers work though. That's good. I mean, he's a mess right now, isn't he? Yeah. So he's got the gash in his foot. He's covered in lacerations. Oh, we know he's been shot in the shoulder. Yeah. He's leapt off the top of a building. Yeah. Kicked through a window. Some more broken glass. Oh, hello. Uh, how is the guy still going? Don't know. However, we're now we have, we're back to Argyle, who who had taken our advice and just sat away and was just going to sit it out, yeah. wasn't he? Yeah. So they've just pulled an ambulance out the back of the back of the lorry. That's a cunning plan. Because you're going to have a few casualties, aren't you? Yeah. So how are you getting all this one? It's just weird, isn't it? Well, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna put two things out there. Firstly, I'm getting nothing that resembles any triple IPA that I've ever drunk before. I'd agree. I'm getting very little of the mango. I'm just still getting this sweet, creamy stuff. It's it's bourbon heavy. It's sticky sweet. It's it, there is that woodiness to it. The wood, the, the cedar wood, I think, is what's lending itself to that. I'm getting that a bit. Yeah, there's but, no. Um, oh, Argyle's gone a bit proactive here. Yeah, Argyle has just taken out the ambulance, and the the, the guy who was the tech wizard, who's and he now just acting as a paramedic. Yeah, and that was a really rubbish punch. It was, wasn't it? Yeah, really um, rubbish punch. The tech guy must have been useless. Oh, big showdown! She's got a good 80s perm going on as well, hasn't she? And shoulder pads. Yeah. Not as good shoulder pads as Ellis, though. Oh, Ellis killed it on the shoulder yeah. pads, yeah. Definitely had the shoulder pads. Oh, Huey Lewis looked like he's still still lurking around, didn't he? He survived. <laughs> so the more you look at him, though, he's too well built for Huey Lewis. Yeah. Fucking robbery. Might have to nuke the whole building, Hans. 
steal six hundred dollars, you can just disappear. When you steal six hundred million, they will find you unless they think you're already dead. So that was the plan. Yeah. So basically, blow everyone up. Everyone appears to be dead. Yeah. I can walk away with bearer bonds, untraceable. Job done. I cash them in. Yeah. At my leisure. Assuming back in the eighties, they didn't used to do body counts and that sort of thing. Obviously less so. Let's face it, the LAPD don't do that very far at the moment, do they? That's true. Yeah. Maybe there's a standard operating procedure for that as well. <laughs> for that too, yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, I didn't think John Wayne was walking off of anyone. No. He was hardly a romantic lead, was he? Classic line as well. Yes. Appears in all five Die Hard films. Yes. I think they had no choice by the later films though. Yeah. Did they? Okay, right. I've got to call bullshit on, on this. There's bit. no way you can do that. Because he is wet. Assuming he's covered in blood. And he stuck a gun to his back with Christmas tape. Yeah. So no sort of fancy masking tape. No. Tape which says Christmas on it. Yeah. And how did he actually reach round? Yeah, I can't do that. I can barely get both hands to touch around the back. So hands has fallen out of the window here. Yeah. And they're hanging on to him. Yeah, so we get our little slow-mo here, don't we? Yeah. So to save Holly, he needs to undo Holly's watch. He does, yeah. Before he gets the shot off. It's now, a great, it's a great final scene. It's a great scene as well, and they they managed to get the look of surprise on Alan Rickman's face yeah. by letting him go early because he actually did this stunt. They dropped him from about twenty feet into an airbag, and the stuntman said to him, "We're going to drop you on three, and then let go at two. Oh, so brilliant! Famously, the look on his face is one <laughs> of absolute shock that he's been dropped because he wasn't ready for it. Oh, look, they're back together. Oh. John, John, John gets the girl. John gets the, the girl. She was, de- she was definitely willing to give him more of a hug and a kiss now he's covered in blood than earlier on. Yeah. And the place is an absolute mess. Yeah. However, there's a few bearer bonds floating around. <laughs> Grab one of those. Grab one of those. Happy, Happy Christmas. <laughs> Job done. Yeah, and who says it's not a Christmas film? Exactly. Oh, the news crew have turned up as well. Of course, they need to cover it all, don't they? Don's still hobbling around. Yeah. Well, he's going to be hobbling for a while. Yeah, but how has he not lost so much blood that he's barely able to function? Oh, look, hang on. Some romantic bit of the film coming up. (laughs) More romantic than John getting back with his wife. Yeah. John and Al's eyes have met. Even the music. Yeah. So why are they getting it together? Any more thoughts on the beer? It is a real sipper. It's a real struggle of a sipper for me. It's strange because... Look, that's a, look, look at that hug. It's a proper hug. That's that. a proper yeah. hug. Holly could learn something from that hug. Yes. 
Yes, indeed. I, I know they've classed it as a triple IPA, but... Which, I, it probably it, if it started out as a triple IPA before it was barrel-aged, then you're still right to call it that. But, uh, like you said, all for me and for you, all the characteristics of the triple IPA has definitely been overwhelmed. You, you want a hop monster from a triple IPA. I still want to know the hops are there. Yeah. Oh no, Carl's not dead. Carl is still alive, that's brilliant. And again, something very reminiscent of the final scene in Lethal Weapon. Yeah. We're going to have to actually find out which was first. This or Lethal Weapon, who cribbed who? Because clearly one copied the other. Yeah. Oh, Al has fired off his gun to yeah, save John well we missed the, the we, we, we missed the story as to why that was so important because we were too busy jabbering over yeah. it yeah so, Lethal Weapon was 1987 yeah yeah before then yeah before so conceivably although if you said some scenes of this were filmed on, on Christmas Eve and this was a summer release they were being filmed at the same time yeah just one was released before the other yeah I don't know. I would have let Argyle take a shot. He didn't really help much. <laughs> what, let him shoot Argyle just because he did fuck all? Yeah. <laughs> oh, here we go. Oh, that, wouldn't you just love to see that one yeah. day? On TV for real, the news reporter gets punched. Don't mess with my kids. Yeah. So is this your favourite of the Die Hard films? I think without a doubt it has to be because it was the original I've got I really love Die Hard 2 oh I hate Die Hard 2 it's awful really it's how is it awful crap no what do you mean it's crap it's oh no mate it's a shocking film they tried to just basically recreate this in an airport yes and that's what they've been doing ever since I don't think it worked oh I love it I I really don't think it worked I mean that scene at the end where she clumps in one that obviously lines up a few of the scenes in, in the sequel. Yeah. But no, I. For, for me, it's this, and then probably Die Hard with a Vengeance, which is well, the Die one Hard with 3. Samuel L. Jackson in it. Yeah, where they're going all over the city solving yeah. puzzles. And, and it's. Um, Jeremy Irons is playing Hans Gruber's brother, isn't yes, he? Yes, yeah, yeah. So yeah, they do link it firmly to, to number one, don't they? Yeah. It's almost, it's like one of those where they almost pretended like number two never happened. Well, you do. You pretend number two hasn't happened, don't you? I, I do, yeah. That's I, what you do anyway. I have to say, for the other films in the in the series, I've not had a lot of time for many of them other than this and three. I, I like four, the one with the hacker, five, the one with his son, less... I've not seen five. Less keen. I've, I've, not, I've not seen five. I can understand why they probably went along the lines of a hacker. With four, it was probably... At a time when technological technological age was really oh yeah coming coming to the forefront, um, but no, for me this this is this is the one. I mean, this is this is the blueprint, not just for Die Hard films, but but for other films. Like I said, the flawed oh, the flawed yeah. the flawed hero. Yeah, which has been we've seen that so many times since. Haven't yeah, we? I mean, you could even argue that certain elements of Daniel Craig's Bond is the flawed hero taken from from this yeah. rather than. The Bonds before that, which never felt flawed at all. Yeah. Daniel Craig has definitely got a flawed character in his Bonds. Well, the likes of um, Taken as, as well with Liam Neeson. Where yeah. He's, you know, again, he's that flawed 
hero, the everyman type person that, you, you know, the unassuming person that you wouldn't expect to go on a rampage through Europe to save his daughter. Sort yeah. Of, sort of thing. Or the, uh, they've all got dysfunctional marriages. Yes. Yeah. Because in Taken, it wasn't a great marriage, was it? No, absolutely not. <laughs> and again, as, but again, as that series went on, that repaired itself. In, in subsequent sequels yeah so basically the, the, the message is if you've got marriage problems go around killing people save the bird solves the problem done yeah apparently according <laughs> to Hollywood anyway <laughs> Hollywood land <laughs> advice on marriages I'm not sure I can do much more to Tiggle Monster I have to admit it is hard work and it's becoming more I think as it warms up it actually gets harder it becomes it's, it's becoming more whiskey like yeah. for me and I'm getting a real burn it starts to go that well. way, doesn't it? Yeah. So I think on that note, Steve, been Cheers. a pleasure. Absolutely. Oh, the weather outside is frightful, but the fire is so delightful. And since we've no place to go, let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. Man, it doesn't show signs of stopping, and I brought me some.